from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you doing, my friend? I'm all right, Jordan. You know, I've been itching to talk to you about this for a while. Last month, uh, Rolling Stone released their 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. It's a, it's a brand new list, redone from scratch. Uh, it's got the input from people like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and even some Wisconsin folks like uh, Evan, Evan Rileski at 88.9. He contributed to this and uh, Nick Sanborn from Sylvan Esso. So it came up with this big list. It's quite different from previous lists. Uh, what's your take right off the stop? Well, right off the stop, uh, I think my my hottest take is that there are albums that are so fresh, so young, so new. I wonder how they can really be held up against things like albums from Prince, Talking Heads, and Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, the first thing that stuck out to me was in the 400s, Harry Styles' new album from last year is on yeah. the list. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a great piece of pop music. Yeah. But uh, I just don't know how you have enough time. It's like you've only eaten a couple bites of that dish. Have you really had the time to really have it sit in with you and 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 you know like bad bunny made the list as well don't get me wrong love it just haven't really had as much time as i have with uh maybe like sex machine by james brown which i've listened to in my personal life probably 75 times so um that's to me what stands the test of time as greatest is those albums that you keep going back to and they sound just as good uh the first time as they did the hundredth time yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, there's there are some albums on here that are older or maybe in one case kind of newer that I think justified being on the list that have Wisconsin ties that I thought we can kind of talk about. Um, you know, there was, you know, of course, Butch Vig who produced uh, Nevermind for Nirvana, uh, also produced Siamese Dream. Nevermind is uh, number six. Siamese Dream is number 341 on this list. Uh, you've also got Jerry Harrison from Milwaukee who's on there with a couple of Talking Heads albums and also with a Modern Lovers album. Howie Epstein on there with uh, Tom Petty uh, for two Tom Petty albums. The Righteous Brothers with uh, Bobby Hatfield is on a uh, Phil Spector collection. The Go-Go's are on there. But uh, as far as like Maine and uh, Wisconsin albums, the only one on there, although I I think it deserves to be on there, is For Emma Forever Ago, which is at uh, 461, of course, by Bon Iver, uh, which was really, you know, it has been just over 10 years, but that album really did have a, a tremendous impact in terms of uh, Vernon's vocal stylings, in terms of kind of this sort of uh, singer-songwriter approach. I mean, it really did influence, you know, the likes of Kanye West, the likes of Ed Sheeran, uh, Taylor Swift. Um, you know, it, it, did, it did have a big impact. Do you think it deserved to be on there? Absolutely, because you go back and you revisit that album and it seems to grow richer with time. I think that album has not only aged really well, but I feel like it's going to age really well when we're talking about 25th and 40th anniversaries of that record. You're going to go back and you're going to remember that moment. You're going to remember what music sounded like at that time. You're going to remember how impactful that album was. And to me, that's why an album should be on these lists is because it kind of puts a pin in a moment in history. I'm thinking about some of the Phil Spector records on there. I'm thinking about some of the Aretha Franklin records on there. They really defined a moment in sonic experience. And that's what For Emma Forever Ago did 10 years ago. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But I also thought that, you know, as we mentioned, Harry Styles, it's good, but d- deserve to be on there over some other titles. And I kept thinking about, okay, who's not on here uh, from Wisconsin that should be on here? Um, I and, thought about that too. Yeah, so uh, you know, let me get your. Let me ask you first. What's what's a Wisconsin-made album that did not make the Rolling well, Stone 500 list? You kind of already mentioned the character who is responsible for this album. He made it with Nevermind, and he made it with Siamese Dream. I'm talking about Butch Vig, I'm talking about Smart Studios in Madison, and you have to really. I mean, 
Rock historians know this, but does the average Joe know how important that studio is to the definition of now what we call alternative rock? Um, that is a, a mecca. It is, <laughs> you know, it is a, such an important place. And I feel like the self-titled garbage album should have made this list. You know, not only Butch's uh, uh, contributions, but I mean, even the legendary Clyde Stubblefield made it onto that record. The Madison native who played with James Brown for those quintessential years. So uh, to me, this this record deserved to be on the list. I think it defined the sound. You have records like Number One Crush on there and Stupid Girl, which are, you know, alternative rock classics. I mean, those are just so important. And this record came out at the peak of what we now call like that rise of alternative rock in um, 1995. So to me, I, I think it was kind of a snub that that didn't make the list. I think what's really great about that album, too, is it not only did it capture alternative rock, it really captured the evolution of alternative rock. I feel like that album, when we talk about like uh, today, you know, a quote rock band like 21 Pilots, mm-hmm. um, that's a rock band that kind of really embraces a ton of different genres and smashes things together, uh, sometimes in good ways, sometimes in not so good ways. I mean, it's, it's up to uh, Eye of the Beholder, I guess. But I think what was so innovative about that album was it, it really did embrace kind of like hip hop influences as well and, and kind of trip hop and industrial and, and definitely the grunge vibe to it and pop too. Just pop was really central to the sound. Um, you know, it was very kind of ugly and pretty at the same time and very, you know, etched in kind of what the now was, but also looking ahead to the future. I think that's why it was such a, a landmark album, such an influential album. So what did you have on your list? So the one album that immediately I was like, what? Like, I, I, I just am shocked that it wasn't on there. I don't know where, why I didn't get more love is, is the Violent Femmes' first album. Ah, yes. Um, man, I can't, I, I'm really hard pressed to think of a debut album kind of as instantly infectious and still so timeless as that Violent Femmes album. Uh, it's just so good. It's so catchy. Made in Lake Geneva, of course. Uh, it's really got a really kind of innovative sound and it's just like song after song after song after song are just so anthemic and they, they capture kind of, uh, you know, uh, Gordon Gano has got this kind of neurotic, <laughs> neurotic sort of vibe that kind of is, is so, uh, strange and bizarre, but yet it really kind of speaks, I think, to a lot of, a lot of misfits out there and the misfits in all of us, uh, and, you know, coming of age, especially at that time and, and, and beyond in, in the following decades, uh, and just the, the, the kind of the punk vibe to it, but the acoustic vibe to it was just so, just so innovative and so creative and is still so influential to this day. I just think that album is just a killer album still uh, many decades later. And I'm going to argue that your album is probably even more deserving than the one I selected for the reason that those songs, you play them in a baseball stadium watching the World Series last night and people will sing along with those lyrics. And that to me is something that stands the test of time. And when we say 500 greatest of all time, that is why that album should be on the list. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'd like to know your take on the list. Of course, you can communicate with us uh, via social media. You can find us at Radio Milwaukee. And of course, Piet, uh, I know you've been sharing your takes on these articles. Have you had any uh, a Twitter talk about this subject yet? Yeah, I had a, a few kind of tweets about it. A few people kind of wondering about what didn't make it, what did make it. This stuff always kind of creates... I read one <laughs> one article like, you know, as if we're not arguing enough, here's just another reason to argue. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right, right. 
<laughs> but this is actually unlike unlike politics. This is actually a fun argument. So uh, so feel free to, to argue with us. You can reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook, and I, at jsonline.com you can find kind of a rundown of all the Wisconsin connections to the list. And and I mentioned a couple of the snubs too. Absolutely, and of course you can follow us at Radio Milwaukee on any social media that you want to snub or, or lift your snubs here for us. Uh, you can find this podcast, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tapped in is available to you, uh, and we should subscribe. In fact, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, I don't know what you're waiting for because every week we tell you about the music that comes into our city, the music that comes from our city, and uh, that's brought to you with support from you, our members and subscribers. Tapped in is produced by Kenny Perez, and our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab. Piet, I will see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. Milwaukee will decide this presidential election. In a state that cast nearly 3 million ballots this last election, it came down to just 23,000 votes. So Milwaukee can decide the state. And our state's 10 electoral votes are the most important in the country. So Milwaukee is the most important city in the country in this election. So your vote could decide the election. So vote. If you have questions about anything, go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash vote.